Yo, 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 it's X and it's what's out. Yo, if you've seen any of our podcasts, make sure you hit the like, subscribe, and check out our new website, whatsoutmedia.com. How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. Glad to be here. I'm excited to be speaking with Sean, our guest today. Um, you know, excited to get in and talk a little bit more about his story, but I'm chilling. Sean, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. Good to finally link with y'all. I know we were supposed to do this last night or something, but I was in a session and got kind of tied up. It's all good. It's all good. So, Sean, you're relatively young. Uh, you got like us by like, I think like two years or maybe three. But uh, how'd you get started? When did you fall in love with music? Um, I mean, I've always had like at least somewhat of an interest in music, even when I was young and like didn't really know that I wanted to do it for a living. Um, but I think it was more in like eighth grade, like middle school time when I started taking it more seriously and like doing music programs in school and stuff. And um, when I made it to high school, I was in jazz band and did all of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's always like interested me, you know, but I didn't know that I had like such a passion for it until like probably around high school. I feel that. I feel that. So where did you grow up? So you were in the band? We were, me and Van, we were also in the band. Ah. Oh shit, fire. Um, yeah, I grew up here in LA. Where? Yeah. Like the valley, kind of like the, like more of the suburbs, not downtown, but um, San Fernando Valley area. So what did you play? Were you a percussionist? What were you? I feel like you may have been a percussionist. Yeah, I was. Percussion and drum set. All right, word. Hey, shout out to the percussionist. One of my other buddies, uh, he was a part of What's Out. He also was a percussionist all four years and marching band and jazz band, all these different bands. Yeah, I did all that. So uh, what did you what did you get from that? Was that just something that was fun? Yeah, I mean, it was like, even though it wasn't exactly like maybe what I wanted to like be doing with music, at least it was like I was still learning a lot of the basics and it was good practice, you know? So like in marching band, I don't know, like when you're in high school, you can either like do marching band or you do like regular PE. So I was like, oh, well, I'd rather play music than have to like run around a track all day or not all day, but you know what I mean? For like your PE period, like I would much rather be learning stuff about music than, uh, yeah. Right, and I, I feel like, especially as creatives, especially when it comes to music, it seems like there's always a catalyst for when you knew that you had to take that leap. What was that catalyst for you when you were like, dang, like I really need to go for this and like jump all the way in? What was that for you? Yeah, I mean, like I think everybody has that like moment in their life when like you try to think about the future a little bit and like you try to be like, okay, like 10 or 20 years down the line, like what do I really see myself doing, you know? Because even though not everybody gets the opportunity to like fully follow their dreams, like I feel like everybody has that moment where they're like, like if I could be anything, I want to be this, you know? And um, at least for me, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be happy in life if I'm not working like something music related, even if like I don't become a producer or, or just whatever. Like, I want to do something that involves music. Like, even if it's the business side, just, like, as long as I'm surrounded by music, I'll be good, no matter what, you know? But, um, yeah, I started just getting, like, really inspired and learning more about, like, the production process. And I was like, I got to at least give this a shot, you know what I mean? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then I could always go back to the drawing board. But, um yeah, I feel like everybody has that moment and it's just kind of up to you to like take the risk, you know, because we all have to take a risk at a certain point because we don't know like what's going to happen down the line, but you kind of just got to jump for it. So, Sean, at grade school, you were you uh, very studious? Did you do well in school? Did you not was did you not mess with school? Like wh what type of vibe were you as a kid? 
I always, I mean, I could have gotten better grades, not going to lie, but I, I, I definitely did well. Um, but I feel like, like towards college, cause I was in college for like two years. Um, when I got to college, I was like, man, this is, it just felt like a big, um, waste of like my time and, and money, you know, which obviously college is not for everybody. And for some people, college is so important, you know, but, yeah. um, like at least for what I was like aspiring to be, it just, yeah, I don't know. Like I literally wouldn't show up to class and I would just come on like test days and like take the tests, you know? Yeah. So, and I still passed, like I still got good grades, but. Word, word, word. Uh, so when'd you get into DJ? Oh shit. Um, that was just like a little side hustle, to be honest. Um, like while I was in college, it, it kind of like gave me the uh, ability to work on the weekends, you know? Cause most like events that people are throwing like weddings or um, birthday parties, like they're on the weekends. So yeah, that was kind of just like a little side hustle that honestly, even though, like I said, it wasn't like my dream job or anything, at least it was music related, you know? And I got to like practice some DJing skills, which I don't really use very often. I need to break the, break out those skills a little bit more, but. I was going to say, man, you got them in the pocket. Might as well. Uh, <laughs> might as well sure. Yeah, I need to get like some. I really want to get like vinyl turntables, but. You got to have like so much patience for all that. Yeah, that would be ill. That would be ill. That, that would definitely be a new focus. Um, yeah. uh, so when uh, what, what advice would you give to, to young you know people that want to be in music? They, they know that they want to be in music some way, but. They, they're they're lost. Well, what advice would you give to, to young creatives? Yeah, I mean, I think most importantly, like, it's valuable to understand that, like, you're not going to wake up one day and just, like, have your dream job. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of steps along the way that you're going to have to take. And even if it's not exactly what you want to be doing as long as you're learning something and, and kind of like honing your craft you know like I, I made um cables for studios for like a year you know what I mean like I was soldering um XLR cables and TRS cables and just just learning all that and I was like yeah I might not be like producing music right now but at least I'm I'm learning something about the craft you know what I mean and I think that's that's honestly the most important. Like it's it's stepping stones, you know. And as yeah. long as you as long as you're like taking the steps down those stepping stones, that's all that matters, you know. And you're just continuously building on your, you know, onto your work. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Like no, like no matter what it is, as long as it's involved with something you're passionate about, like just take those steps because when you get further down the line, like you're gonna look back and be like, damn, I'm so glad I learned how to do that. Like, even though maybe in the moment you were like, this is kind of stupid, like, but as long as it's contributing to, like, your later success, that's all that matters. Word, word. I think especially, you know, as far as creatives go, oftentimes we get, you know, this tunnel vision and it's like, oh, that couldn't possibly relate to, you know, making beats or, you know, being in the studio with big names. Like, but it really is about, like you said, putting in those reps, paying your dues up front, you know, to put you in position to do what you want to do, you know, as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many people just want to, like, get their laptop and jump right into sessions, you know? But, like, the reality of it is, like, A, not many people really get that opportunity. Like, it's a very competitive um, industry that, that we're in, you know? So there's, you know... I would say thousands, but I know for sure it's like probably hundreds of thousands of people that that want to be doing it. But like, I feel like there's there's so many little skills that are overlooked, you know, as a whole, whereas like somebody who has longevity and like a long, successful career, 
they have all these little skills that that like separated them from other people that allowed them to to be successful for a long time so yeah Word, word, now, now talk a little bit about that. I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on kind of studio etiquette, right? Because me personally, I've been in a situation where I've been in a setting and I didn't necessarily know how to move or how to navigate. So talk a little bit about that for when you are in position, you know, and in those rooms, you know, how do you kind of navigate and, and handle it? Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like if you're new to anything, right, like you, you kind of got to like, observe and look around at what other people are doing you know um but like I find at least with a lot of the people that I've been lucky to work with like they're very um like they're very focused on their craft you know so as long as you're there like contributing in some way and just like honestly keeping it like a hundred percent honest you know what I mean like if they ask you for your opinion just like give them your opinion. You know what I mean? And it like, they might not agree with it and that's totally fine, but like, we're all here to be creative together, you know? And at the end of the day, like we're supposed to be having fun. Like we're, we're making music together. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like a suit and tie job, even though you should treat it like professionally, you know, but like we're here to have fun and just um, like make the best, um, I would call it product, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like we we want to make the best music that we possibly can. So. Right. And so, I think that's one of the, the most powerful things about it is the fact that you know music is so collaborative. And oftentimes people don't even really realize that until you step into those sessions and you're like, oh, okay, there's like 20 people contributing to one track. You know what I yeah, mean? And that's one of the sure. beautiful parts about it. Yeah, definitely. It's actually it's like watching a machine. You know what I mean? It's it's really cool. Like, especially like some of the camps um that I've been lucky to be around. Like everybody has their contribution. You know what I mean? And it's it's literally like watching a factory. But it's yeah, it's inspiring to say the least. So Sean, you're young, you were setting up some uh studios. Is that the how the story goes? And you you're setting up studios and you get recommended to set up a studio for Mike Dean. And how did that work out? Yeah, how does that story funny. play? Um, like I said, I was I was making cables, like making all kinds of cables for studios. And Mike had just made the move out here to LA. And like I, I told him, I was like, look, I'll I'll wire up your whole studio for you. Like you just gotta pay for materials. Like I don't I don't even want anything in return. Like, so long as I could just be like a fly on the wall and kind of just learn from you, you know, because as a producer, I mean, he's one of my biggest inspirations, like even to this day, you know. So, um, yeah, that went on for a little while. I um, I helped him get his studio up and running and like maybe a week or two into it, he was like, you should just quit your job and, and come come work over here. That's so. amazing. You showed your value and you just wanted to be a fly on the wall. You showed your value. That's amazing that that's how that worked out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, look, like there's so much I could take away just from looking over your shoulder. You know what I mean? And, and just like, I'm trying to be a sponge. Like at the time I had just dropped out of college. So I was like, I'm, I'm putting my all into this, you know, so. Yeah, that's, I, I really think it's crazy and it's awesome when, you know, everything kind of culminates with that one moment, like you were talking about earlier, when it's like that tunnel vision, like this is the shot. You see what I'm saying? And you're you really need to take that risk and, and just jump like it's powerful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only like the only thing you have to lose is things not working out. You know what I mean? But like that's that's every reason to give it a shot. You know what I mean? Like taking that risk is everything and it's something it's really scary you know what I mean like it can be kind of like intimidating but yeah it's it's always worth it no matter what even if things don't work out like exactly how you plan them to and you kind of got to like like I said you just keep going down those little stepping stones until it does work out you know so right yeah that's huge now Sean I before we get into your discography 
which is illustrious to, to say the least. I'd love to hear about kind of how your process has evolved just from, you know, when you got in and started getting into some of those sessions to compared to maybe like now, how has your process just changed over time? I think mostly it's how I approach um, different scenarios, you know, like I feel like in the very beginning, it was kind of difficult for me to take a step back and, and just look at things from a very, um, like, I would say carefree, like for lack of a better term, but like, just looking at things from a very open perspective, you know, and I feel like that's made like the, the creative process of making music so much easier. Like, like I said before, like, it's, it's about having fun. Like you want to approach it like you're having fun. And even though like what we do is very serious, like it's, it's still just us being creatives, you know? And when I first started learning, like I was doing way too much, you know what I mean? Like I was, I had a bunch of bad habits and just going like too crazy, you know what I mean? But like one of the biggest things I took away from Mike is that saying less is more, you know, like everything you add should have value, you know? So just that, that whole mindset changed my whole perspective, just approaching things from a much more simplistic, um, like point of view, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, just kind of from like my point of view, I agree with you a hundred percent as when, I realized that less is more, like you said, and keeping it simple is by far the biggest, you know, aspect of what we do. Like, it's kind of like you go to a whole nother level after you realize that, like everything just shifts. I mean, some of the, some of the biggest songs in history are like four chords, you know, it's just, they, they knew, they knew how to make it in a way where it was like, this is going to be timeless you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's like i mean obviously there's certain genres that are like more um like self-indulgent you know what i mean where they go kind of crazy with all the like guitar licks and stuff and, and and that's cool you know what i mean but like at least for for the masses like what a, what majority of the people want to hear like they want something that is easy to remember you know what i mean yeah like they want to be able to sing the words and like some of the melodies that the instruments are playing, you know what I mean? So like, I always try to keep that in mind. So right. Sean, uh, if you would compare, you know, making music to like uh, a basketball team, you know, playing, how would you break down some of these, like these, these team players? What, what's an engineer? What's an assistant engineer for someone that doesn't know music all like that? How would you explain that Sean? Right. Um, I mean, engineers are super important. Like, and that's that's a craft that has been, um, I don't want to say, like overlooked, but in like in a way, it truly has. You know, um, mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot of an artist's like defining sound comes from the engineer. You know, because at least for most of music nowadays, like the the part of the song that's most upfront is the vocal you know right. so like starting just there like you gotta have an engineer that can capture um like the essence of the artist you know um but yeah engineer fucking super important assistant engineer is always great um because that person kind of allows the engineer to focus on what they need to be focusing on and anything they need help with, like whether it be in the studio, whether it be collecting files, just anything, you know what I mean? Like anything that can kind of like pull focus from from the recording at hand, like that's what the assistant engineer takes care of. Um, but yeah, like mixer, also super important. Like nobody's role is not important, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if you're if you're really good at what you do, then you just make yourself that much more important, you know? So. Yeah. To your point, honestly, like a lot of the, the new artists, like, or just people around me that make music, they always ask me like, you know, what is that first step as an artist? And I'm like, dude, honestly, step one is find an engineer before you do it. 
anything no else. No doubt. I mean, there's there's so many artists that are huge nowadays that literally got all their beats from YouTube. You know what I mean? So if you have a good engineer that can just hold you down and be ready to record anytime, you know what I mean? And and really, like I said, just capture um, you, you know what I mean? And that's, it, it really is the most important, for sure. Now, Sean, I want to start getting into some of your discography here, you know, and I'm just going to go down the list. Pusha T, Nas, Migos, Ye, 2 Chains, Tiana Taylor, just to name a few. But tell me, what's the craziest session that you've been in up to this point and why? Man, um, I don't know, like, there's, there's honestly so many. Like, I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how these happen. Um, but one, like, one I'll never forget is during Astro World sessions when um, Stevie came in and played harmonica on Stop Trying to Be God. God. Oh my gosh, bro. Yeah, I was, I was literally like, I was, like, I had to pinch myself. Like, I was like, this is, this is not happening right now. Um, Man, when the yeah. harmonica played, when I first heard Astroworld, bro, oh my God. No, listen. Hey. <laughs> he's like, he's in the other room, like, playing harmonica. I'm looking over at Mike, like, is this really happening right now? Like, is this, is this really happening? But, um, yeah, that's definitely one I'll never forget. Obviously, there's been so many um, epic times, but that's just, yeah, that's one that's going down in the books for sure. Now, I'm just curious about that specific session. Now, when I first heard Stop Trying to Be God and that harmonica came in, my first thought was, this is really hot. Like the harmonica was loud as hell. So I want to know, was that a choice on your and, and Mike's end or was that Travis? Like talk, talk a little bit about that. I mean, Mike mixed the whole project. So he's, yeah. he's in charge of, of all that stuff. Um, I was just lucky enough to be there assisting him with whatever. Um, yeah. But Trav likes everything loud. You yeah. know what I mean? So also it's like, it's Stevie Wonder, bro. Like you got to turn him up. Like that's <laughs> like he's not just gonna be in the background. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Sean, I gotta ask. I gotta ask, man. People always say this, man. I hear a lot of. I hear a lot of stuff from from Shaq. Shaq on uh, TNT. He said he think uh, Stevie can see. You think he can see? <laughs> I don't know, dude. He. I'll tell you what. Like I've never. Like that man is funny. He cracks jokes. Like. It's fucking hilarious. I think, yeah, I can't confirm or deny if he can see, but. Hey, shout out Stevie, bro. That's one of my favorite, like, artists, man. Oh, dude, that's that's amazing. Not for real. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. So, Sean, what was it like when you first started working for Mike? Like, any, like, was it just, like, uh, like was it just in his home, like, office, just getting the wires? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, he's got a studio at the crib. Um, and a lot of it at first was kind of just being like studio runner. You know what I mean? Just like anything he needed for sessions, like whatever it was, I, I just helped him take care of it. But um, it gradually like became more and more of me being involved with like, even if it's making, like, clean edits on songs or, like, making instrumentals for stuff, like, you know what I mean? It just kind of slowly evolved into me being more and more involved in stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, like, the first time I ever really had to do anything on my own was when we were in Wyoming and Nas needed an engineer. Like, he, he was literally out there with no engineer. Mm. And... Like, Mike was like, yo, like, you you should do this. And I was like, honestly, bro, I've never, like, I've never <laughs> did anybody, let alone, like, Nas. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I, I kind of took that that leap. And honestly, like, even Mike just believing in me, it, it gave me enough confidence to be like, you know what? Like, I got to at least try. You know what I mean? So. That's I, amazing. I spent, uh, I spent, like, the next month after that with Nas like every day. 
so when I heard this story, that's why I said earlier before the recording, I said the karate kid of MWA is like, like you were like, you know, you were, he was, he was like, he was like, yo, here, this is what you're going to do to kid. And all of a sudden you the engineer for Nas. Like that's like the, you know, the catalyst of the, you know, the, of the movie, not the catalyst of like your life, but you know, it's not like, the sure. not but it's like sure. that's amazing. So like, ah, so what was it like working with a hip hop legend? I mean, you can't even, like, you can't even explain it. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like I said, that was, like, my first time recording anybody, you know? So I had nothing to compare it to. But I'll tell you, like, every time after that, like, recording somebody else, I was like, this is not the same. Like, because that man, that man raps, you know what I mean? Like, actually, and watching him, like, in his process of, like, writing his bars and just, like, his work ethic is crazy. Like he would wake up at like eight or nine in the morning and be like, you ready to record? And I'm like, all right, like, let's go. Yeah, that's insane. Now I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a nerd. If you can't tell already when it comes to like mixing and, and engineering and everything, I'd love to hear about your chain. Now you don't have to give out the sauce if you don't want to, but like talk a little bit about your chain currently, how it's evolved over time and how that kind of intertwines with the different artists that you're in sessions with. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they like, they have a template for everybody, you know what I mean, that they use and it's the same shit. But I think like the tools you use are gonna vary, like depending on who it is you're working for, you know what I mean? But um, obviously like, compression is super important and knowing how a compressor works um and not like smashing you know what I mean because in the beginning like I would just I'm talking in the beginning beginning when I was in like high school and I just got Ableton like I would put a compressor on everything and that shit would be like compressing like 10 dB and I'm like like I'm like this is how you do it right and it's <laughs> You know what I mean? So, yeah. so like actually learning your tools is so important. Um, but I'm a big Neve guy. I like Neves. Um, Poltex, all that. Gotcha. I, stay, I stay away from those. I stay away from those like um, all in one plugins, like the CLA plugins. Like I stay away from those because I like to. I don't, I like to know what's going on under the hood. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to just have like a one, one button for everything type thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, oftentimes speaking from experience, like, you know, you'll get like a one and done plug-in and you might not necessarily know everything that's going on with it. And then something's wrong with the mix and you're like, well, what went wrong? What's going on? Exactly. (laughs) You just slap. You just slap the thing on there and it's like it's doing all these crazy things with the vocals and you're like, I don't know where to start. Exactly. Like you gotta you gotta be able to know what's going on to be able to fix something. You know what I mean? So and like I said, less is more. Like oh yeah. Like even like if I'm mixing a song or like even when I like have to track vocals nowadays, like I really keep the plug-in usage to a minimum. You know, like if if you have a good mic pre, like if you if you got a 1073 going into a CL1B and all your settings are set right, like you're going to capture something great, you know? Now, Sean, would an eighth grade you, eighth grade Sean and Jazzman, would he ever picture himself winning a Grammy like he just recently did? Ah, shit. I mean, like, I always had that vision in my head. I'm like, I'm going to win a Grammy one day. I didn't know when, that's for sure. But um, it was definitely, like, a goal that I set for myself um, pretty early on. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big honor to, uh, to receive something like that. It's, it's crazy. Even though, like, you know, it was a huge project, and I was just a very small cog in the uh in the works but it was yeah for sure huge honor amazing amazing stuff without a doubt 
Yeah, congrats on that. No, I appreciate it. Now, Sean, I would love to hear just kind of your thoughts on like, I, I love to get this perspective from everybody. What is the why behind the why? So I guess I'll preface that and say, not just why music, but what is what is the specific thing about it that wakes you up in the morning? I mean, I feel like for a lot of us that work on music, like it's kind of just, it's like our source of happiness, you know what I mean? And like even those long days, like where you might be working 14, 16 hours a day, like you're doing what you love. So those days literally fly by and you could work a 16 hour day, sleep for four or five hours and wake up and do it again. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's it's what we have always dreamed of doing. And we're finally like in a position where it's like, damn, we can, we can just wake up and do this now. So. I feel that. Like that's, that, that's where that inspiration comes from. And, you know, you, you mentioned the fact about like, that's what we've always kind of wanted. And to be in that position, like you said, it's just, it's a blessing. Like, yeah, there's, like there's no way, there's no way we're not going to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? So. So, Sean, what are your thoughts on the marriage between electronic music and and rap? Because I don't know, it's 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 pretty unique. I was just listening to Mike Dean's new uh, album, 42222. Yeah, uh, and it's just it just gives me those old school, like electronic, electro music vibes. And I'm a fan of both like rap and, and electronic music, but together it just makes, I don't know, it makes something amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think even back in the day, you know, that marriage was made decades ago, you know, like whether it be synthesizers, like being like lead parts and rap songs you know what i mean like even some of the most iconic dr dre songs have that like sine wave lead you know what i mean or yeah a lot of a lot of the drums coming from samplers and and drum machines you know so like that that marriage was made long before my time um but yeah i think that there's something like very organic like even though synthesizers are definitely electronic um there's something that feels like very organic about them, you know, like almost like, I mean, they definitely are instruments, um, but you know what I mean? Like compared to like an acoustic guitar, like for instance, like, like that's a very organic instrument or like a grand piano is very organic, but there's something, there's something about certain synth sounds that just like, it just feels right. You know what I mean? So Word, word, word. Yeah. And I know the sound has always been together, but like, I just feel like just recently, especially like Astral World, I don't know. It was just like Astral World was one of those, like, it was an experience. When that, when Astral World dropped, everybody has saw like all the drama before it was going, you know, before it dropped, like, y'all didn't have the vocals, right? Isn't that, isn't that, wasn't that part of the story, or whatever? And it's like, it dropped. Everybody was like, oh my God. Like, it was like crazy. I mean, we had a Mike, whole event over it. Mike has a, has a big um role in like synthesizers in in rap music you know what i mean so like that man has has really like created a sound that he has become famous for you know so i think i think that's kind of like all of our goals is to like have a defining sound that people reckon like can recognize us by like at least for me like I'm I'm never gonna have a beat tag, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm never gonna have like a like all the, a lot of the producers have the beat tag that they drop in the beginning of the beat, but it's like I want the music to be my tag, like be my tag, you know what I mean? Right. Like you should, right. you should be able to hear my shit and be like, oh yeah, that's him, you know? Right. And in the same like in the same way that it is with Mike, like you hear certain parts and you're like, that's Mike Dean, like no question. You know, so with the flute, uh, you know who does that? You could tell when Zaytoven's on a beat with the flute, man. That's the flute's sure. in the background, yeah. like, no yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And like, you know, to that point, like on, it's almost dry. Like one of the most enjoyable aspects of the album. I've only had a few listens so far, but 
you know, hearing and like, oh, I know Pharrell, you know Pharrell made that, or oh, you know Ye had his hands on yeah. that, just because that sound is so iconic. Yeah, I mean, they they have literally shaped uh, rap and hip-hop music, you know? So, like, that's the ultimate goal for at least, at least for me, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's how you know you really did something good. Mm. Sean, so when you went up to Wyoming for the recording sessions in 2018, you thought you were only going there for a weekend? That's what I read. Yeah, literally, I packed, like, one backpack full of clothes. <laughs> and because Mike was like, yo, it, like, it, it would be a big help if you came out and helped set, like, set up my studio, you know? And I was like, no problem. I thought I was going out there literally to just get him set up, and then I would, I would come back home. But, um, yeah, I think we were there for, like, a month and a half. Wow. That's how it works out sometimes. You never know what you're walking into, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was, honestly, that was one of the best times in my life, like, just being out there and meeting some of the people I got to meet and some of the conversations that, that I had were, like, I'll forever remember that for sure. It, it really felt like from the outside looking in, it felt like it was almost an Avengers assemble type sort of deal where it was like just the who's who of artists and, you know, influencers and just people for the culture all kind of together in one spot. Um, and then obviously, Ye was the product of that and Daytona. And we just got so much good music out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And I remember like doing some of the listening parties and then, I think, yeah, we went to New York to finish up Nas's album. And then we had the listening party um, under Queensbridge. And it was like literally right outside of the projects that he grew up in. Oh, that's you know? amazing. And it was just like, I don't know, it was like full circle. Like I spent the last month with this dude, like learning about him and like kind of how he grew up, you know what I mean? And then finally we're here like literally right outside of the projects that he grew up in. And like when he rolls around New York, it's different. You know what I mean? Like all these young rappers are like, I'm the king of New York, but it's like, no, bro. Oh. Like Nas is the king of New yeah, York. Like, like you got no idea, bro. Like, so Nas was very, so you got to like build rapport with Nas during like recording sessions. Was he very transparent in how he felt about, you know, you know, recording? Did he feel like he was whack at times? Like, how did he how did he go about it? Like, what was his process? It was. Yeah. I mean. He was the most graceful, which honestly, like I was like, this is eye opening, you know, and like mm -hmm. I remember one time like we were tracking something and I couldn't like figure something out and like he could see me kind of like getting frustrated with myself. And he was like, dude, like, we're good. Just take your time. Like, you're going to figure it out. Like, we're, we're good, you know? And I was like, wow, this is this is so crazy. Um, like, because he's the best of the best. So the fact that he trusted me to just, like, kind of take a deep breath and, and figure things out, I was like, dude, this is, this is very um, kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's amazing. Now, to that point, Sean, I'd love to hear about who you might not like, maybe who you haven't worked with yet that you would love to be, have a session with. And obviously, what's like that that tip top dream session that you're just waiting on? Like, I'd love to hear both. Yeah, I mean, shit. Like, I've I've kind of been in my tip top dream sessions already, but I definitely. I would love to get a song with Beyonce. I think that would be fire. Um, the Weeknd, I'm a big Weeknd fan. Rihanna, obviously. Um, yeah, like, there's always there's always people that I still want to work with. And I set, like, every, every six months or so, like, I set new goals for myself. You know what I mean? Just to, to keep myself, like, ambitious. Even though I'm always going to be ambitious. But, like, you got to have hopes. You know what I mean? So, and that that's perfect to the question I was just gonna have, uh, Sean. What was your last year like, and what does this next year look like for you? I mean, shit. 
this last year has been really good. I mean, honestly, like as long as I'm busy, I'm good. Like as yeah. long as there's work to do, like I worked on a couple pop albums, even though I never really saw myself working on pop music. Like, right. like I was like, you know what? This is honestly really fun. And they like they wanted kind of a new sound to be introduced to like the pop genre, you know? So like it was it was kind of fun to to be able to like do my take on pop music. Um but a lot of mixing, to be honest, a lot of like co-production and because oftentimes, like if 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 I get a project to mix, sometimes songs won't be finished. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it's um it's just kind of part of the job. But yeah, I mean, next year, shit, it'd be really cool to um to get into some of those sessions that I've been hoping for. And honestly, I'm still like I'm. I'm kind of like trying to figure out a publishing deal and all that, but I know the importance of like getting the right deal. And I'm trying to learn a little bit more about the music business, to be honest, because I've just been so caught up in like the, um, the creative side, you know what yeah, I mean? Working in it. Yeah. 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 It's, and, and there's so much to be learned, like, and it's so valuable for, for artists and, and for producers to like actually know the business, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So it, knowing what you know now. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a necessity. Uh so knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm -hmm. I mean always trust your gut. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like I had I had a lot of moments of like self-doubt where I was like, should I be doing this? And like, at least for my parents, like college was very important, you know? Like, it's just kind of like built into my family. But um, yeah, I think like just trusting yourself and even if you make mistakes, like it's, it's still so important to go with your gut feeling, you know? Feel that, feel that. that that intuition is I, I think it's underrated because oftentimes we try and you know rule it out as like legitimate or but no like you said going with your gut nine times out of ten yeah it's guy. gonna pay off it's gonna pay off always and honestly like manifestation man like you gotta like picture yourself exactly where you want to be and it will happen you know what I mean you just like you, you make things happen for yourself in the weirdest ways. Word, word, word. So, uh, Sean, what advice would you give to young creatives uh, other than manif manifestation? What other what other ideas would you give to young creatives that uh, want to try to go out there and and let their art be be shown? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is don't be discouraged. You know. Um, like a lot of these things take time and it's going to be a, a whole process of like trial and error. So I think staying encouraged and, and inspired is so important. And also like what we were talking about before, like really take time to learn your craft and, and be the best version of yourself that you could be at what you do. You know, like you might, you might have a whole different skill set than somebody else that you could bring a lot of value to the table, you know? So I think that's, that's the, that's like the two main, main points for sure. Word, word. Sean, uh, what's your top five? Top five artists? Yeah, yo, we did this with DistroLord. It took him a second. Oh, shit. Yeah, this one took <laughs> Um, shit, man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> damn. Um, okay, we'll do like a couple different genres. Um, okay, fair. Like, obviously, Kanye. I think Kanye is amazing. Um, and he's a big inspiration to. He was like my introduction to rap music, you know. So. Yeah, same, same. Um, 
I'm a big Pink Floyd guy. Love Pink Floyd. Okay. Um. Shit. Beyonce for me. Honestly, I think Beyonce might be my most played artist. Wow. Like on, all my, on like my Apple Music and shit. Which uh, which era of of of, of Beyonce? Like the album four probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the weekend. He's honestly like I've been a fan since the trilogy, and he's very versatile. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. a whole bunch of different kind of music. Um. Damn, what would be my last one? Oh. <laughs> Damn. I could go rap or I could go rock and roll. Um, yeah, we'll call it Led Zeppelin. We'll man, I was think I was literally, and I'm not, I'm not even joking. I was literally thinking that name. I'm like, man, if he says Led, I feel him because I'm yeah. here too. <laughs> I, I think it would have to be Led Zeppelin for sure. That's good yeah, to hear, man. They're in my top five because I feel like they had just such an ear for rhythm and melody as opposed to certain other bands, especially yeah, at that I mean, time. John Bonham is one of the best drummers of all time. Without a doubt. Like, they, they were honestly, Led was so far ahead of their time. They were years ahead of, you know, where they should have been, honestly. Yeah, facts. Same with Pink Floyd, though. Same, yeah. Same with Pink Floyd. Yeah, I feel that. I'm also very into, like, that psychedelic shit. You know what I mean? Like, I really like, I like the weirdo shit. Same. Like, I feel like those are the hardest samples, the psych rock and the prog rock, because there's just so much weird stuff, like you said, but it all sounds good. <laughs> it's great. They were pioneers, too, with that shit, like, figuring out a way to make it popular. Like, they weren't trying to be popular, but... They, they found a way to, like, make it huge, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's fire. I, I agree with you 100%. There. So, Sean, uh, it sounds like you're a student of the game. Where do you want to grow? Where are some areas you think you need to improve? Where are some areas you think you got pretty down pat? I think there's, like, a lifetime of learning to do. You know what I mean? Like my goal is to learn something new every day. And I've been, I've been holding that down for sure. Like, honestly, there's so many different um, ways of doing things in this game. Um, but especially being like a mix engineer and, and um, producer, like there's, there's infinite things that I don't know yet. You know what I mean? That I, I hope to learn one day. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of one of my qualities that I can say, like I have is I'm just like always down to learn some new shit. You know what I mean? Even if it's not something that I'll use all the time, like I'm, I'm still trying to learn and, and be able to like add things to my resume, you know? So I think that's one of the most valuable things you can do to like, create a, a long career is just always stay interested and stay up on the new techniques and new technology and just shit's changing every day you know what I mean so it's important to stay up with with the times yeah and I, to your point you know music is one of those things that I feel like moves you know three months in Music is like a year in regular time. It just moves that that quick. Oh yeah, and you gotta like, you gotta stay on top of it. Yeah, for sure. So we had a discussion with Distro Lord, and he had a pretty funny uh, moment with uh, Ye in the recording uh, studio. Uh, any during any any sessions? Any funny uh, Ye stories? Oh man, not that I can speak on. <laughs> But it's always it's always a good time to be honest. It's um, yeah, it's it's always a good time. There's always something going on. Word, word. Shout out to Ye, man. Ye yeah, inspiration. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, definitely. Well, Sean, this has been a great conversation. Um, 
I first of all, I want to say thank you for hopping on with us today, telling us a little bit about your story. Um, but the, I, the, really the last question that I had for you is, if you could go back tomorrow to when you were young, what's the one thing, and it doesn't have to be, if there is nothing, that's fine, but what's the one thing that you would change or be like, oh, I would, if I could do that over, I would do this differently. What's that one thing for you, if it even exists? Yeah, I mean, I think we all have regrets, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just, I think about this kind of often. I wish, I wish I had taken time to pay attention a little bit more in some of my classes, like especially in my music classes, because back then I didn't, I didn't think it was going to pay off to anything. You know what I mean? But like, I, yeah. I was just doing it because I was having fun and, and I liked music, you know what I mean? But I know for sure, like if if I had just put my head down and and been a little bit more adamant about being studious in those subjects, you know what I mean? Like I know for sure it it, it would have paid off, no doubt. Um yeah, I think honestly that's like that's the one thing that I actually think about. I'm like, damn, I really I wish I had paid more attention or like even even though my parents weren't like in the financial position to like put me in piano class or something like that. Like I wish I wish I could have had like some formal teaching, you know, when I was younger. But um, it's never too late. You know what I mean? Like it's now is now's the time to to learn, you know, so. And Sean, that's crazy that you said that. Uh, actually, me and uh, my other, uh, you know, co-founder of What's Out, we use this as our artistic outlet. We were in band for so many years, and we never took it for what it was worth. And now we talk about it when we're like out drinking, or you know, well, you know, we'll just be chatting. And we'll be like, man, we could have gotten so much more out of that. Uh, and uh, that's kind of crazy, Van. Do you feel the same way? You were—he was also in band. I, I mean. I do. It's, it's also like a maturity thing, you know, like we were kids back then, you know, and like I said, it like in the moment, you're like, oh, this is never going to pay off to anything. You know what I mean? But like I look back on it now, I'm like, damn, I really I really wish I took it more seriously. You know, not that I didn't. I still, you know, I still did my thing, but you can always give a little bit more, you know, so. I definitely feel you. I feel you, man. Well, Sean. Thank you, man. You're definitely a friend of what's out. You're a friend of the show. We appreciate your time. If you ever want to come back on, if you want to just chat, man, let us know, man. We appreciate your time, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, y'all, for having me. And, Sean, shout out your socials real quick. Where can we find you at? Um, mostly on Instagram. Just my name, Sean Solimar. Um, I don't really be on Twitter that much, to be honest. I'm not like a big social media guy, but at least on Instagram, like I post my work and stuff. So you can catch me on there. Word, word, word. Well, yo, it's been real. Thank you, Van, for coming through. Thank you, Sean, for coming through. Blessings. It's all good. Peace out. What's out? Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it, Sean.